Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Galactic Republic, Confederacy of Independent Systems, and various mercenary factions vie for control of the galaxy in a seemingly never-ending conflict known as the Clone Wars. Caught in the middle of this epic struggle, the Jedi Knights strive to maintain order and civility in a deadly game that is being manipulated by the Dark Lords of the Sith. From the war-torn front lines, Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their dedicated team of analysts emerge as voices of truth and stability in these dark and deceptive times. Hey everybody, welcome to the 108th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, the original podcast dedicated to the Clone Wars animated series. I am your only co-host for the night, Matt the Crankster Crinky, coming at you from California. Yeah, you know Mike, he's up in Canada. I don't know, and he's busy. Uh, things and life get in the way, much like happened to me a few weeks ago. But we don't want to interrupt your Clone Wars podcast schedule, so we're going to keep going on. I'm going to do it by myself today. I hope I can entertain you. So yeah, like I said, we're going to talk about a test of strength, the opening, uh, not the opening, but uh, the second episode in this four-part arc about the younglings. So without further ado, let's jump on over to the news. Welcome. I have been expecting you. This is just the beginning. This is where the fun begins. Join us or die. Our meeting was not a coincidence. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. All right, and then, it, well, hold on. Let me finish. Uh, I got to turn off my iPhone uh, Angry Birds Star Wars Edition game. Hey, how fun is that game, guys? I mean, I'll tell you what. I got that, and I was just like, oh, man, it'll be, it, I'll check it out. I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but hey, we'll check it out. I've been having a great time with this thing, man. How fun is this? But uh, yeah, I got to take a little break from that. I've been playing that a lot and checking it out. It's a, it's a really fun game. But hey, in the news, guess what? We got a new, uh, looks like a screenwriter for uh, episode seven. Michael Arndt is to write the screenplay. And uh, Lucasfilm has confirmed that award-winning writer Michael Arndt will write the screenplay for the new Star Wars film. So anybody that's wondering what's going on, if you haven't, obviously there's tons of news coming out. I mean, there's always something every day, it seems like, uh, speculation and stuff. Harrison Ford, is he coming back? Is Kerry coming back? Is Mark coming back? But there's a first confirmation we got, Michael Arndt, to write the screenplay. And if you're not familiar with him, I'd say his most notable uh, assignment has been uh, Toy Story 3. He was the... Uh, oh, actually, check this out. He's also... Uh, an Academy Award winner and an Academy Award nominee. He won, uh, let's see, what did he win the Academy? He received multiple awards, like I said. Um, 
And the first guy to receive an Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay and an Academy Award for a, a nominated for a Best Original Screenplay. So he's got two things going on here, man. Little Miss Sunshine was a work he did in 2006 and then uh, Toy Story 2003 were probably his most notable works. So uh, that's some pretty, pretty good stuff, especially Toy Story 3. Thought that was a great ending to that franchise. Yeah, so best original screenplay for uh, Little Miss Sunshine. And uh, like I said, Toy Story 3, uh, best adapted screenplay. So, hey, this guy can write, you know. Obviously, this guy can write. You know, I know there's some people out there that weren't too keen on on uh, this particular news. Um, but, hey, let's give this guy a chance to see what this guy can do. Um, but how about all these other crazy uh Rumors going around about Harrison Ford coming back and Mark coming back and Carrie coming back. I mean, we're getting all those kind of rumors, you know. And sure, I'd love to see Mark come back. You know, have him older, have him in that Obi Wan Kenobi type, type, uh, type role, and then Carrie come back and, and Harrison Ford. Hey, how about seeing Harrison Ford back in the black uh, vest again? Uh, cool stuff. So we'll see what happens, though. You know, like I said, uh, it seems like every day we get something going on. It's it's it'll probably slow down a little bit, but um, wow. Like I said last week, man, just an exciting time, just listening and reading and watching all these uh, all these things come about for for episode three. So uh, stay tuned, obviously, for more stuff coming down the bend. What else is going on in the news? Uh, a couple things, uh, but I want to get to this one about um, Dave Filoni. Uh, Dave Filoni's thoughts on Disney buying Lucasfilm and the future of Clone Wars. Now he has his own blog. And uh, he just wrote his thoughts because, you know, everybody's kind of chimed in, but he was like the only one that hasn't really kind of thrown his two cents in yet. And he finally did. And he, can, he says, uh, quote, we have many stories left to tell. And every one of them came directly from George himself, right down to the last one where that thing with Ahsoka happens. And uh, we have this posted on CloneWarsPodcast.com uh, from that statement. It looks like Dave and George have Ahsoka's fate all planned out. Or do they? And now that we have to wait and see for, uh, for what is to happen in the series, um, you know, I found it interesting was he said, you know, he says right down to the last one, uh, like, they, like we have Tim posted out on CloneWarsPodcast.com. You know, what is that supposed to mean? You know, is, does that mean they already have the story planned out for Ahsoka? Um, do we have, you know, obviously George and, and Dave I thought they had a couple of different ones last I heard, you know, hey, we might do this or we might do that. It's kind of open, but um, I don't know. It remains to be seen. We'll see what happens uh, with that. But I thought it was cool to get Dave's thoughts. I mean, he's he's worked for Disney, like he says in his post there. Uh, so he's kind of back with his family again. And uh, we'll see. You know, it doesn't look like he's going to have any, uh, you know, any, any uh, work done in the sequel trilogy i guess so uh but you know he's going to continue to work with uh clone wars and we'll see how it goes you know i still think it's going to only go six seasons i think next year might be the last season but uh we'll, we'll see what happens from here hey but how about the other um you know rumors that have gone around can you believe i mean this is we kind of had an idea right that this was going to happen guys um, just from day one, just speculations abound, you know, and, and let's see how many different rumors we can get in one day. I mean, it was, it's been going crazy, you know, 
everybody's been talking about it you know different actors and 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 directors have been weighing in on what the, how they feel about this new uh series and um i you know for the most part everybody's just really positive about it and uh you know i'm obviously looking forward to it but uh you know they also talked about uh Han Solo may be coming back. What do you guys feel about that? Do you think Han Solo should, should come back? I mean, we saw him in Indy 4. Uh, looked a little worse for wear. But uh, for the most part, I think it, it turned out okay. But hey, man, I don't know. I definitely want to see Mark. You know, I think having him aged, having him in that kind of classic Obi-Wan style, uh, Carrie uh, coming back. And, you know, shoot, why not? Let's have Harrison Ford come back. I mean... Let's see that black vest again. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's check that out again. I think it'll be even for a cameo. He says apparently, according to all these news sites, that he would be interested in coming back if Han Solo is killed off. Hey, he's not letting that killed off thing go, is he, guys? But uh, hey, whatever. Let's do it, man. We'll come back and we'll kill you. What do you say? Uh, but other than that, you know, of course, like I said, speculations and 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 rumors are flying, but. Uh, we're just going to report on stuff that is concrete. And like I said, that Michael Arndt writing a screenplay. Uh, looks like he's going to do all three, too. Sounds like. I don't know. You know, we'll see. But uh, that is what's going on kind of in the news. So let's jump on over to the recap. Something is stirring in the underworld. Remember, there can only be two. You are our secret weapons. There are some citizens of the Republic who believe the Jedi Order is not what it used to be. We can help you reclaim Mandalore. Oh my, look at the time. Well, my work is done. You are a clone and a soldier in the Republic Army. I sense a deep anger in you. Everything that you fought so hard for will be destroyed. Anakin! Sometimes heroes fall, despite their strength. Onderon is out. We are brothers. The Let's get into a test of strength part of this four-part Younglings arc. Uh, the Crucible departs Ilum for deep space aboard the adjacent Jedi training vessel. Petro shows off his sparring moves, deflecting incoming blasts from a remote while wearing a training helmet. Ahsoka brings the class to attention, asking the students to place their harvested Ilum crystals on a workshop table. She then introduces the students to their next instructor, architect and lightsaber designer, Professor Huyang. And I'll tell you what, shades of Star Wars, right? And Luke Skywalker and, and the training remotes, but uh, how cool is that? Hey, and also in the beginning of this, I don't know if uh, you guys caught on to this, but um, apparently Petro's Whirlwind of Destiny was a move that was done by this uh, young child who uh, went into this contest and uh, he got his move put Put into the clone which was kind of cool and they got some videos of him online doing it and uh, they were actually able to put this into 
the Clone Wars, which is kind of cool. You know, get to Petro, the, the human, uh, doing his world win of Destiny. Re- really cool move. And, uh, yeah, like I said, shades of, uh, uh, of, you know, the Millennium Falcon and Obi-Wan going over with Luke. So that was, that was kind of cool. So, yeah, like I said, the youngies, they, they, uh, they passed the gathering, so they passed that portion. And it uh, looks like they're on their way back to the Jedi Temple in the, in the Crucible. So let's uh, continue on with the rundown here. Huang is an ancient droid. Stooped with age, he is nonetheless spry of step and sharp of mind. The students are surprised to see a droid in this role. But Huang takes no backtalk from the younglings. He instructs the students on their next steps, choosing a lightsaber design and awakening the force inside the crystals. So we're talking about the architect here and a new character and uh, a new character played by David Tennant, voiced by David Tennant, the 10th Doctor Who, for all you Doctor Who fans out here. And I know there's a few on this uh, that listen to this show. So, uh, you know, I have no idea. Uh, I have never watched a Doctor Who before. Of course, I know of it, but I've never watched it. So I'm curious to see if Mike, uh, next time we talk with Mike, we'll ask him and uh, if you guys have any comments about it. Definitely email us in or or, or uh, message on Facebook. But uh, thought that was kind of cool having a you know David Tennant apparently uh, very well known obviously in the in the universe of Doctor Who. But uh, also the Wookiee uh, Gunji, uh, you know he, t- he talks about how rare this is to see a Wookiee, and it is. You know I you know I thought that Wookies were supposed to be Jedi according to Lucas, but hey, this is the Clone Wars and we're redoing stuff, so you got to take it how it comes, right? Uh, and he and he tells and he tells um, Huang he tells uh, the Wookiee Gunja he says hey imagine what you feel in your hand and they're talking about uh, creating their lightsabers and Gungi chooses wood from the Brylark tree so I'm wondering if the Brylark tree is from you know maybe his home planet or something like that I, I tried to find some information on it I didn't see anything that referenced Kashik but or Kashik but. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's just kind of cool that the Wookiee would choose wood. So um, we'll continue here. Huyang begins with Gunji asking a young Wookiee to envision what his lightsaber should be. Based on his instincts and what the Force suggests, Gungi, Gunji answers wood. And so Huyang begins rummaging through his vast trove of lightsaber components, selecting a handle made of wood from the Brylark tree. Huyang intends to instruct all the students the ancient secrets of the lightsaber construction. So like I said, he was talking about the Brylock tree and uh, uh, the Wookiee choosing that. This cool. I'd love to see some wood on a lightsaber. That'd be kind of neat. As the crucible soars through space, it is approaching is approached by a spinning Weequay pirate saucer. Aboard sits Hondo Anaka, who has, tacked, who has tracked the ship upon learning that it carries incredibly valuable kyber crystals. All right, so Hondo is back, and he doesn't mind going after Jedi younglings. You know what? Because what do they have? Kyber crystals, something very valuable to him. You know, and it's kind of funny because we saw him in the beginning of the season, and uh, you almost think, man, this guy's going to turn out to be kind of a good guy. You know, he's kind of allied with the Jedi. And then you find out in this episode that, you know, it's all about the money for him and those Kyber crystals. So, you know, and it's, it's good, too. If you can watch this, um, this particular episode's featurette, has Jim Cummings in it talking about Hondo, and he, they ask him, you know, hey, 
uh, is he Hondo a good guy or a bad guy? And Jim Cummings simply answers, yes, he is. So, uh, you know, he just kind of goes both ways. You know, he goes where the money is. Um, so a good, good featurette, though. So if you have a chance to check it out, go check it out. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, let's continue here. Aboard the Crucible, the younglings use the Force to telekinetically hover their lightsaber components into correct configurations. It's not easy, as it requires intense concentration and patience. Petro rushes to complete his weapon. Huyang inspects the lightsaber and scolds Petro for his sloppiness. The headstrong youngling has inverted the emitter matrix, and rather than create a lightsaber, he's created a bomb that would explode upon ignition. Petro must start again. What's the rush, Petro? With this lightsaber, I'm going to challenge Obi-Wan Kenobi to a duel and kill Grievous. <laughs> the only person you are going to kill with that, my young friend, is yourself. You have inverted the emitter matrix, which will cause the power grid to backfire. Light this, and all that will be left of you and your lightsaber will be your crystal. Start again, and this time, please follow the diagram. So, Petro's still having a problem with uh, this overconfidence thing and, and patience, you know. He fumbly puts his lightsaber together, puts his crystal in the wrong way, and potentially makes a bomb there. So, uh, I like the fact that, you know, he's mentioning killing Grievous, too, and he's mentioning talking about obi-wan and uh you see how he did the obi-wan pose too he had the two-finger pose out there so obviously these uh kids sometimes are, are around these uh more jedi you know the jedi masters so he's able to uh copy uh, obi-wan but yeah he's talking about grievous too right you know he's talking about uh killing grievous so you know these younglings are also uh you know obviously know what's going on as far as the war is concerned they're not just you know kept uh you know, behind the scenes or whatever, they know what's going on. So, uh, like I said, he mentions killing Grievous, and uh, you know, the younglings using the Force to put together the lightsabers was kind of a cool thing. Um, obviously, they're advanced they're with kind of finishing out their their time with Yoda here, probably, and uh, going to make their way to another Jedi Master fairly soon. So, uh, pretty pretty nice little scene there. The lesson is cut short when the crucible shudders from a surprise impact. Ahsoka rushes to the ship's bridge, where R2-D2 alerts her to the incoming pirate attack. The pirate saucer pelts the crucible with missile strikes aimed at the cruiser's hyperdrive. Ahsoka and R2 try to steer the ship to safety, but it's too large and ungainly. It starts to lose power. The pirate vessel fires grappling harpoons and snares the crucible, reeling the ancient ship towards its extended boundary chutes. The lights shuts off. The lights shut off in the training room. Huyang takes charge and instructs the younglings to hand over their crystals to him for safekeeping. He takes their valuable shards and stashes them into the recessed chest module. Petro, however, only pantomimes handing over his crystal. He secretly pockets yet. And hey, how about Petro, man? He's always up to something, you know. What's what's up with this kid? Uh, bordered by Hondo and and his men, and oh boy, you know, like I said. What is it with this kid? Um, he just can't seem to, to do what he's told. He's, he's always looking, looking for trouble. But it uh, turns out that wasn't necessarily a bad idea, as we'll see later on. The pirates cut through the crucible's airlock and board the ship. Ahsoka rushes back to the younglings. The children are scared. 
Ganodi frets that the pirates will kill them all. Huyang suggests that the children hide in the ship's ventilation shafts. Though Petro would rather stand and fight, the students and their instructors disappear beneath the floor, beneath the floor, floor panels of the crucible. Hey, another reference to the original trilogy, The Empire Strikes Back, and these these ventilation shafts and hiding in through there. You know, we've seen we've seen uh, you know Obi Wan and and, and Qui Gon go through them in Episode One. We've seen you know the Millennium Falcon. They they hid in that. You know, when are these people going to figure out that? Hey, you might want to look under your feet for people uh, in the Star Wars universe. You know, because that you seem to, to find somebody when you look under these panels. But uh, yeah, another scene uh, reminiscent of the Empire Strikes Back. Within the ventilation shaft, the younglings can hear the pirates walking overhead. Ahsoka orders Gennody and Zack to make their way to the cockpit, find R2D2, and secure the ship's bridge. The rest of the children will follow Professor Huyang and seal themselves in the ship's hold and await Ahsoka's command. The Padawan intends to reroute the ship's power to the engines so the crucible can break free of the pirate ship's grip. Ahsoka's plan is for the for the break is for them to break from the pirate ship to split open the docking tube, blowing the pirates into space. The children will be safe within the pressurized bridge and hold. She warns them not to engage the pirates and to stay hidden. Hondo boards the crucible, hungry for profits. His henchman, Gorm, reports the ship is secure and abandoned. Hondo doesn't believe it. He thinks the Jedi students are hiding aboard somewhere. He orders the pirates to smoke the children out of the ventilation shafts and to secure the crystals. So uh, previously, you know, Osoka, she's, she's telling these guys, you know, hey, do not engage these pirates. You know, you younglings, you're not ready for this yet. Uh, you haven't even you know created your lightsabers yet so uh she's telling these guys to to hide and, and wait uh and then he got hondo here he knows the oldest trick in the book is hiding in the bench shafts because he immediately tells his his band of uh his band you know to, to start looking in there and smoke them out so uh, hondo's been around a while you're not gonna be able to fool hondo at all zat and gnodi make their way to the bridge they are accosted by a googled pirate uh, googled i got google on the mind here a uh, goggled pirate who reaches for them through the closing bulkhead door. R2-D2 comes to the rescue by electro-zapping the weak-way thug. Huyang lifts the floor panel to emerge in a corridor, and he is immediately throttled by a burly pirate. The pirates demand that the captive younglings hand over their crystals, while the children are scared. Petro is instead determined. He pulls out his lightsaber, opens its crystal chamber, and inserts his shard. He ignites the blade, looking to fight, but the gleaming blue shaft fades out. The pirate chuckles, snatching the saber. They bo the boy has planned this. His lightsaber explodes in the pirate's grip. Now be nice and hand over your crystals. Over my dead body. That can be arranged. Petro, no. Killing Mitter Matrix is still inverted. So, which one of you is first? All bark, no bite. Ah, that's for me. I always wanted one of these. You sure you can handle it? <laughs> Everybody get down!
Let's go. Hey, all kinds of good stuff going on in this particular scene right here. You got R2-D2 to the rescue again, you know, much like he did in, uh, in Return of the Jedi to the to the Ewoks. But, uh, hey, how about the Wookiee? He's walking through and he hits his head. A little bit of comedy there. Uh, but, hey, clever plan by Petro, huh? Placing the crystal in a way that he knew that that it would uh, that it would explode. Uh, you know, this is this is this character. This is what Petro does. You know, he's not one to, to go along with the uh, with the system or whatever. Uh, definitely thought it was a clever clever plan by him. And he's showing some uh, impulsiveness there. You know, so a uh, little little bit of uh, Anakin perhaps showing uh, in the, in that particular. And in their scene, you know, a little unconventional, you know, uh, kind of makes, making it up as he goes kind of thing. Uh, although he obviously had this plan. I, you know, I don't know. Did he have this plan earlier? You know, I thought he was just taking the crystal to to keep it. Um, but uh, we find out that it definitely was worth him keeping. So uh, pretty cool scene there. So uh, let me let me continue with the episode here. The younglings and Hyoang dash away from the stunned pirates. Huyang instructs them to continue to the hold. He has been damaged in the explosion and cannot aid the children in battle. Petro, however, is rallying the younglings to fight. You know, and even Petro and Gunji, you know, they want to fight. And, uh, and Katuni agrees, too. So, you know, these, these kids are they're ready to go. You know, they don't want to run and hide. Uh, at the cruiser's engineering station, Ahsoka begins redistribution, redistributing power from the ship's core. She overrides the emergency power fail-safes. She calls Zat at the bridge via comlink to find out if the other younglings have reached the hold. But Zat has no information for her. He doesn't know where the younglings are. In the training room, the younglings set the training remotes to their highest power settings and program them for defense. Running about the corridors, Biff lures the pirates into the room and the kids take over. Katuni calls Zat to seal the room away from the bridge. The remotes swarm the weak ways, the re relentlessly zapping them as the kids run away. Unfortunately, the children can't make it to the hold. Hondo and his pirates stand in the way. The younglings are surrounded by pirates. Huyang closes one of the bulkhead doors, using a built-in welder to seal the corridors shut. Hondo demands the children hand over the crystals. Suddenly, Ahsoka arrives. She force pushes most of the pirates out of the way and demands that Hondo stands down. Ahsoka ignites her lightsabers, ready to defend the children. Hondo powers up his electro staff and engages Ahsoka in battle. So Ahsoka, man, she's face to face with Hondo. And, and she's kind of almost, I think she kind of sees him as kind of like, not necessarily a friend, but, um, you know, not necessarily an enemy either. But here she is face to face. And, you know, again, you know, he's, he's, still, he's a pirate still, you know. And, uh, you know, he's kind of like kind of like Jack Sparrow, you know, he was he kind of teetered both ways once in a while. So um, he, he does remind me a lot of, of Jack Sparrow from uh, uh, from the Pirates of the Caribbean series. And uh, his, his motivations obviously are always going to be money. So uh, that's why he's after these these uh, Kyber crystals. Hey, and he's pretty darn good with that uh, electro vibroblade as well. You know, you never really see him do much, but uh, he was standing his own with Ahsoka there for for a few minutes there. So that was, that was pretty cool to see him weld that electro staff or electro blade. Uh, so it was good stuff. Let's uh, continue with the episode here. 
Um, with, uh, with this distraction is cover, Huyang leads the children to the hold. A pirate blasts Huyang's head off. The droid is incensed. He marches his decapitated body to do battle with the pirate who keeps firing away. The droid's arms are blasted off, but Huyang keeps fighting, kicking the pirate into submission. Petro grabs Huang's severed arms while Gunji collects his head as they dash off to the hole. That was kind of a funny scene to uh, seeing uh, Huang's, you know, fighting without any, with any head or, or arms or anything. He's kicking, kicking behind him. It's kind of funny there. Ahsoka continues to duel Hondo. She does not want to hurt the pirate, but she has to make sure the kids are safe. Petro calls her from the hold. She then orders Zat to break away from the pirate ship, even though she is not secure. The crucibles, uh, the crucibles' engines flare to life as it pulls away from the saucer. The grappling hooks snap off and the docking tube bends. The pirates are sucked down the corridor. Ahsoka and Hondo tumble through the crucible and Hondo lands in his own ship. An errant pirate knocks Ahsoka into the saucer. Unaware that Ahsoka is not aboard, the crucible blasts off into hyperspace. Ahsoka is now a captive of the pirates. Hondo has his henchmen knock her unconscious. Robbed of his profits from the crystals, he intends to find a way to turn Ahsoka into profit. You have cost me greatly today, young one. And since you lost me so much profit, I am left with no choice. but to turn you into profit. Good night. Wow, and you gotta love Hondo in that scene. Uh, you know, this, it's, this particular episode just turned like dark all of a sudden, you know? Um, Ahsoka, she's a prisoner now. And like, he, like Hondo says, man, he's gonna, you know, she's gonna be the one for profit now. Forget the crystals now, it's, it's a Jedi uh, Padawan. Uh, so uh, it's going to be a test for Ahsoka. Uh, it's going to be a test for the kids coming up. Um, but, uh, you know, and this is crazy, too, because here's Hondo, who he was just, you know, just a few episodes ago, he was coming to the aid of of the Jedi, um, you know. And, you know, I, in the first episode and then through the Anduan arc, he, he came to their aid. So, and then now flipped the switch just right around, you know, again, showing... You know, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad. It just depends on where the money is. So another one of those episodes that, um, hey, it's in the middle of an arc, you know, what are you going to do? I'm more interested in the scenes of these kids, how they're making uh, their lightsabers and how the lightsaber is built. You know, that was that was a pretty uh, fascinating part of the show to see um, to see that. And hopefully we hopefully we get to see more of just the the how they're made and what they have to go through and it seems like a more of a spiritual type process for these jedi to to do this so looking to see what happens with that but uh, this is number episode number two of this particular arc done uh it was like i said it was okay nothing huge nothing big going on just a couple of cool scenes and um i don't know we'll see how this you know it's it's it, this is the way it is with these arcs you know you got to watch them all at once it seems like you know you, uh, you can't just watch one and then it seems guy you're just like where's the next one we got to watch the next one so i think again this is one of those arcs watching it like you got to see it in c6 for those of you who got to see it at c6 
maybe that was the way to watch it, you know this whole thing all at once to get the uh, the the uh, the resolve of the episode uh, all at once instead of breaking it up uh, in quarters. So, uh, but yeah, looking forward to more Ahsoka, more kids, and more Hondo in the next episode. So, hey, let's head on over to the mailbag. Wait a minute. Play back the entire message. Where are those transmissions you intercepted? He is carrying a message from an Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was beginning to wonder if you'd got my message. I saw part of the message. You... I seem to have found it. Alrighty then. The Facebook post of the week is going is actually coming from Adam Doty. And he writes, uh, Perhaps it's my overthinking and speculation, or I just need to put in two cents. On the gathering as well as the disney buying star wars news considering how someday someone did say it looked like there was a, a backroom deal made between the two companies is probably right from what i understand it looked like the episode old friend was to appear before the gathering arc i'm purely guessing but given the description of the synopsis i think it is where uh the scene between anakin padme and clovis would come to play nothing against that it's just a little darker and we would have to come straight off the Onoran arc into that, which to me lessens the effect that particular scene would have. I think Disney probably had the order change for at least two reasons. Reason number one, more interest to kids. If a kid wanted to watch the Onoran arc all the way through, uh, I, he says, I get if a kid wanted to watch the Onoran arc all the way through, but what kid couldn't like The Gathering? And number two, smart marketing. Since we're going off The Gathering into arc into an old friend whatever dark happens in old friend will have more oomph to it better said it'll have greater emotional effect of the viewer instead of a lessened one uh, and he finishes off by saying uh, so speaking of upcoming upcoming things in season five what are your top five must-see things for season five and let's let's tackle these first two things now he's talking about um you know lucasfilm buying uh, or getting bought by Disney and how that affects the Clone Wars. And, you know, I don't think it's going to have any effect on the Clone Wars uh, until season six. And, you know, I, I really, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. I, I can't see them having already having a opinion on how the, the episode order is going to play out. Um, you know, and, and who knows where this particular four-part arc was it even supposed to be in the Clone Wars this this season? You know, was this one of those where they, they did a little test thing at uh, C6 and maybe it garnered enough uh, praise that they decided to throw it into season five? I don't know. You know, I'm not privy to, to, to things that uh, maybe some others are. I haven't heard anything. Let's just say that. Um, so, you know, I, and as far as the gathering concerned, yeah, a lot of the kids like this. I've, I've listened to a couple other podcasts where they talked about kids and, and they really enjoyed this episode and, uh, you know, I enjoyed it too, but let's just, let's talk about, um, the marketing thing too. Like, like he says, uh, you know, the honor and arc was supposed to fall into the next arc, which it was, uh, I think Rush Clovis and Anakin and Padme and that crazy scene, you know, we, we see them fighting and and uh, Anakin choking and, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, certainly a dark, dark stuff coming on, but I don't, I don't know. You know, like I said, I don't know if Disney has that much of an effect of the Clone Wars this early, you know. Uh, but let's talk about what else. You know, he talked, uh, Adam talked about um, 
is uh, season five. Uh, what are your top five must-see things for season five? So head on over to Facebook and, and post what you think or what your top five things you want to see this season. I know definitely I'm talking uh, Darth Maul, seeing what he's got in plan. Uh, if you're a you can go to StarWars.com and see a special preview of Darth Maul. Uh, and it's, wow, it's crazy stuff going on. He's battling bounty hunters. He's got, um, you know, Mandalorians around. So uh, Death Watch, you know, it's uh, it's a, wow, it's a, it's a pretty crazy scene. So definitely looking forward to more uh, Darth Maul. Looking forward to Anakin to seeing what his path turns out to be. If, if he falls... Just a little bit more like we've seen in the last few seasons. Those little shades of, of the dark side coming through. And, of course, Obi-Wan uh, seeing his, his story and how he deals with, with you know, the fact that Maul's still out there. Uh, so, and, of course, one of the top things I think you got to say, at least in my book and probably a lot of people's books, is uh, Darth Sidious and how he deals with all these uh, Sith pretenders floating around, floating around the galaxy. Wow, so that's going to be probably my top thing. I can't wait to see that. So uh, some good stuff. And Adam, thanks for the post, you guys. Don't forget to post in the Frontlines uh, Clone Wars podcast Facebook group or send an email here, uh, whatever you want to do. Uh, but definitely be a part of the show. We'd love to hear from you guys. So thank you to Adam for that. Uh, but uh, let's talk about next week, guys. Uh, next week, we're at the third part. Bound for Rescue is the title of next week's episode, and it is uh, the tagline for it is The Younglings Attempt to Rescue Ahsoka from Hondo's Pirates. So, a pretty easy little, uh, we, you know, we know what's coming on, right? We know this is what's going to happen, and just how are they going to do it? So, let's take a listen to next week's preview. I think you finished your lightsaber doesn't mean you know how to use it. Well, if you hurry up with yours, maybe we can find out. I'll finish mine when I'm ready. Seeing as how our rescue party has forgotten us, you'll have plenty of time. They probably just got delayed. Delayed? Ahsoka needs our help, and we're sitting around like children. We are children? I vote we mount a rescue mission. <coughs> Gunji is with me. Biff? <coughs> That's three votes for and... One against. Perfect timing. There's a problem with the ship. What kind of problem? Breaking away from the pirate ship ruptured the entire filtering system. What does that mean? It means she's venting coolant, and if we don't land soon, the engines will explode. We'll have to land and let the system reset. Then it's settled. If we stay out here, we'll die. We go to Florum, let the engines cool, and rescue Ahsoka. And a nice little preview there of the younglings. Uh, you know, a couple of them got their lightsabers working correctly this time, especially Petro. And, uh, you know, they're talking about how they're going to deal with the situation of them being on their own. And the ship seems to be going down. They're going to have to go land at Florum. And convenient, too, because then they can rescue Ahsoka at the same time. So that is what's going on in the Clone Wars next week. 
But hey, thanks for joining us today, or me, excuse me, thanks for joining me. Hey, I'm bringing it back to the old days, man, when Mike was doing it by himself, you know. This is back, uh, kind of a retro episode for the Clone Wars. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Thanks for uh, tuning in to this episode of Frontlines of Clone Wars podcast. Don't forget to check us out at mindclonewarspodcast.com. Plenty of good news there. Uh, Tim over there has been busting his butt getting stuff uh, worked out for us over there. And, uh, you know, uh, mail at clonewarspodcast.com. Questions, comments, feedback. Make sure you email us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, send an MP3 if you want. We'll play that on the show. I encourage you guys to do that, to get your voice heard and instead of calling and, and or posting sometimes hey just throw an mp3 together and throw it up and uh and, and email it to us man we'll play it on here no uh, no problem whatsoever with that and twitter don't forget twitter.com slash clone wars follow us over there for all things clone wars but that's gonna do it so for mike my name is matt we'll see you guys next week on Frontlines the clone wars podcast take care everybody well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always.